This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello. And welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermova, and today in episode 244, I'm going to be talking about how much tech is too much tech. Now, as you heard that topic, I'm sure you immediately start to think about your children and whether you are allowing them to spend too much time on tech or perhaps whether you should be encouraging more. And you're right, I am actually going to be addressing that question. But I do want to just encourage you also to stop and think about this for yourself. Now, as we get into this topic, I just want to say there's obviously not going to be a perfect answer. Because this depends on us, it depends on our family situation, it depends on the way you live life. There are so many different Uh, varieties of the way we use tech that there is no way that you know you can possibly say how much is too much however I'm hoping that as I just talk today I'll give you um, some things to think about as you you know look at this coming year and how you want to deal with tech in your homeschool so the first thing I want to say is look um, just looking at some factors is look at your children's age Obviously, what a three-year-old should be doing with tech and what a 13-year-old should be doing with tech is very different. I think that it is a, you can introduce your children to tech from a very young age because they're literally around you and you are around tech. So, you know, they will see you on your phone. They will see you on your iPad or Kindle. They will see you on your laptop. And I think to be able to talk through what, what you're doing with them is not a problem. To have some apps on your phone that they can play, especially when you, you know, somewhere like a doctor's waiting room or an aeroplane, is not a bad idea. Uh, you can decide how much, but obviously you don't want your child to be spending all their waking hours just sitting on an iPad from a young age. And likewise, you know, as you start to homeschool, um, I know that there are some people who will sign their children up for online classes uh, from kindergarten. Now, to have the odd one, obviously, I don't think that's a problem, particularly if it's alive and there's some interaction with the teacher. But I would suggest that you think twice about putting your child in front of a computer to do all their classes. One of the joys of homeschooling is that interaction with your child. And that's one of the things I think we need to look at is when we're looking at tech is is how is it impacting our relationships around us? Because those relationships with other people are very important. And the first thing is with your own children. So as you homeschool, sure, you can use tech. And obviously, as your children get older and they're working more independently, it becomes uh, more and more useful. But don't let that come in the, in the way, stand in the way of you developing a close relationship with your children as you homeschooling them and as you're learning together. Some of my best memories were sitting and doing read-alouds with my children, doing science experiments with them, not watching a science experiment, but doing it with them. Uh, you know, reading history books, 
Um, and we did use some tech because I, I loved um, the Asborn books that had were interlinked so that you could be like learning about owls and then click on a link and you could go and see the owls in a natural habitat so you know there's a great way of integrating the tech with what you're doing um, and we definitely used a lot of tech but at the same time we didn't use a lot of tech as well so you know you need to look at that that age appropriateness to decide how much also, be careful not to err on the side of too little tech. I still have students arriving in my middle school and high school classes who are far too clueless for their age. We live in a technological world and you need to slowly be introducing your child to um, the world that they have to exist in. And, you know, if I get a high schooler who doesn't know how to save a file, or doesn't know how to find the file they saved on their computer, who doesn't know how to share a document in um, Google, these are problematic. And, you know, by the time they hit high school, they should know how to do these things. They should be used to using things like, um, you know, Google Slides, Google Docs, and not be doing it for the first time in high school. So do make sure that you're including enough, though, um, you know, as I say, I think probably most of us are on the other side and there's perhaps too much. Obviously, tech addiction is something you need to think about. Now, I don't think it's actually widely prevalent, but you need to look at your children and, you know, see are any of them just really addicted to tech in general or even just um, a specific, you know, thing on, is it TikTok? Because these things are designed to actually be addicting they are designed to want make children want to come back you know you think about snapchat um, and their streaks they they are designed so that students want to keep coming so that they don't break their streak this is something i talk about by the way and um, i show sponsor funder fund academy i teach part of the health class and also computer applications and i actually look at tech addiction um in the computer app in the health class and we look at you know the way some social media is designed to keep students just coming back because you know if your children understand what's happening that does take away some of the power of those apps and then in computer applications um, I again address the topic in a different way there and uh, I used to listen to a podcast called Note to Self with Manoush Zamarodi and I started just after she did her first experiment, I guess you could call it a project, that people could participate in. And that was called Bored and Brilliant. And she now has a book out that you can buy as well. But you can still do the Bored and Brilliant Bootcamp. I'm going to include a link to it in the show notes. You should probably just be able to scroll down to get it or go to homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. And uh, this was just challenging people to use less tech and realize that a lot of our creativity gets lost when we don't have time to be bored. The following year, she followed it up with another project called InfoMagical, which addressed very similar um, concepts and really was helping people be mindful about what's on their phone and how they're using technology. And that I do include. It's um, I actually get the students in the computer application class to participate in that, to do it, and to be thinking about how they are using tech. So that's something that you can perhaps think of doing as a family with your, especially with your middle and high schoolers, particularly, you know, as you're giving them cell phones, that could be part of the deal. You're going to get a cell phone and you're also going to do Infomagical so that uh, 
they, you know, or maybe it's six months after they've started Infomagical, uh, they, they've had their self burn, you said, then you've got to stop and start to think about it because a lot of actually Infomagical assumes you've been on it and gets you to sort of rethink what, you know, apps you should have on your phone, etc. what is perhaps becoming addicting. And in fact, Manoush talks about the one app that she got really into and how she eventually had to just take it off um, of her phone completely. So I found that um, very challenging and I, definitely something I would suggest. And I haven't read her book, but I'm sure it's really good. I did, as I say, listen to her podcast while it was on. So the next thing you know you need to talk about is, is the purpose of using tech. Obviously, technology is meant to be there as a tool for us to use to make our lives better. And so before you just throw out all tech, I think we need to stop and think about it. I, tech is all around us, as I said at the beginning, and we need to realize that tech is really in everything. As I was considering what I wanted to talk about, I was thinking about how, the fact that I wake up in the morning often to uh, an alarm that is coming from my cell phone. I then like to wake up in bed and play the New York Times games. Uh, it's my treat while I have my coffee before I start my day. Um, I then will, once I get up, I actually do exercises from an app on my phone. Later, I will go for a walk. And while I walk, I listen to a podcast on my phone. If I'm driving to a new place, I will put on, I will obviously go into Google Maps and I will use that to direct me. So much of the tech in our lives is so useful to us that we don't just want to get rid of tech just because we want to get rid of tech, but we want to make sure that um, the tech we're using is tech that we're intentionally using. So when we're thinking about this, you know, how to be intentional about the use of technology is you want to look and see how are you using it. So obviously, are you using it for educational purposes? Children have got online classes, if they're doing research, um, if they are doing quizzes, so many different things, if they're being creative. So are they using Canva to um, create graphics? Are they um, coding their own game? Um, are they creating a video? I mean, there's so many things that they might be using that's creative and is a good use of tech. Are they using it to connect with other people? I know for me, I use GroupMe to connect with the people who I do trivia with. I use Slack to connect with uh, both the, the, my fellow teachers in Funder Fund Academy. I also use it for the Science Olympiad team that I coach. That's the way us coaches communicate with all the students on the team and with the parents. Uh, we, you may also just use texting. You know, it's the way that students will connect and plan when they're going to meet up. So it's not a bad thing to actually be using our devices to connect with other people. Obviously, we don't want that to be the only connection. And if that's helping us also get together in real time in the flesh, that's a good thing. Another good reason is gaming. Those of you who listen to this podcast for long enough will know that I think there are fantastic reasons to allow your children to game and so many things they can learn from it. So you can go find the past episodes where I've talked about that. If they all they're doing is gaming and they're hooked on whatever game, that's obviously not a good thing, but they could just as well be hooked on Coca-Cola or, you know, lots of other things. So it's like anything when one, when something that we want to do just takes over our lives, it's never good. 
But gaming by itself for an hour or so a day, no, it's, there's lots of positives around it. You know, are they doing something mindless on their phone? Now, for instance, I, um, in one of my live classes um, at co-op, I have a, a brother and sister and, and the sister was away for a couple of days and I said to her brother, well, was it nice and quiet without her kind of joking? And he's like, well, no, she's in her room all the time on her phone, so it doesn't really make any difference. And those are the things Now, I really don't know that she really is in her room on her phone all the time. But if your children are all the time on their phone and never going out and all the time in their rooms, that is a problem. That is too much tech. There isn't balance. Look for balance in lives. Is the tech isolating? Is it a way that the child is just drawing into themselves? Or is it something positive where as I said, they can use their creativity, they can be learning new things? Is it just a crutch, a way for for them to just, you know, keep their moments um, busy so that they don't have to like stop and be bored and then come up with new ideas from that. And even just when they're doing their homework, are they using the tech just to like easily solve problems that they should be using their brains for? Again, why are they using it? So I want to conclude by saying, I suggest that you do a tech audit in your family. And that you sit down with each of your children and you look and see how are they using tech. Are they where they should be for their age? Um, you know, are they actually um, knowing how to use tech in a positive fashion? Do they perhaps need to like add in a little bit more um, to whatever they're doing so that they learn how to use Google Docs, so that they learn how to use, you know, sheets, um, you know, just the basic things that they might need to learn. Um, and then just what are they doing in their free time? Are they using it productively or do they feel lost when they don't have a device in their hands? And why are they feeling like that? And as you sit down and talk it through, and as I said, perhaps you actually go and do um, Bored and Brilliant or Infomagical together as a family. Then, you know, as you you work with your children to figure out perhaps boundaries that need to be set and they can see why it's a good idea. I would suggest that you not be a hypocrite. And if you're deciding, for instance, no phones at meals is going to be a boundary in your house, then you need to be sticking with that too. If there's no phones in bedrooms at night, I would suggest, unless you have a reason. I mean, obviously, if you if you need that phone, if you don't have a landline and you need people to be able to contact you if there's something urgent, you need to explain to your children why you have it so that they don't see different sets of rules for them and for you with no apparent reason. It's just you wanting them to have something different. So explain yourself if you need to be. Be consistent. As I said, um, you try and do what you say to them. So, you know, show them that you can also just spend time without a phone and nothing to do and just be bored and let your mind wander. I hope this has been a little bit useful to you. I would love you to come along to the Homeschooling with Technology um, community on Facebook. Come and tell me if you try any of those, uh, the, the, those two projects. Um, and just, you know, give feedback as you perhaps talk to your children, tell us what you're struggling with personally in your homeschool and see um, if we can encourage each other to use tech well so that it is useful to us, spurs on our creativity, we use it to have fun, downtime, all these things are not bad, but that it doesn't take the place of things that are perhaps better 
you know, one-on-one interactions with friends, walks outside. So I said, tech helps me walk outside because if I'm listening to a, a podcast that keeps me outside and walking a whole lot more. And, you know, we can see how it's, what role is it playing in our life and see if we can achieve better balance. Well, that's all for this week. And I, um, if you found this useful, please share this with a friend and give us a rating and review on whatever podcast player you're using. And I will see you again, same time, same place next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.